so going back before i even thought the house was really haunted at all or anything weird about it now my mom said stories from when i was a kid but i never put a lot of weight into I was about it to say, was this your childhood home did you grow up in this house uh, uh i was there since i was probably like three or four okay yes that's right okay there we and go. i was there until like my early 20s there you go okay. mid 20s now my mom says when i'm a kid i'll save those for another time okay but she said she saw things that she prayed away you know said i talked to the shadow man that kind of stuff um but then i didn't pay much into it i didn't really believe in religion or the supernatural when i was about, about i would say about about 13 maybe well, more like probably 14. me and jeremy were walking home from school this was probably around may ish so the sun's bright as hell uh late at mid afternoon so like 3 3 p.m so it's peak daytime super bright mm-hmm. and we're talking like, hey i was like hey do you want to come over and play some video games and he's like yeah sure so we go to my house and going and you know, for those who don't understand it's al centro broad daylight in the sun it's incredibly bright it's yeah. just you just cannot put a put a without experience you can't really explain to somebody just how bright it can be well let's break it down a little bit because it's about the temperature today that it would have been back then it's 114 degrees in the middle of the day but not in may it's just the sun is really harsh yeah well i would say probably in may this was probably still 100 degrees plus still 100 degrees and um that was comfortable weather for us yeah yeah, yeah. um a nice cool summer night in el centro is 90 90 degrees 95 degrees but the time, my mom and uh, it's just maybe to save energy on the bill and stuff. She had gotten these blackout curtains. She had like she had these layered curtains, but she had this one final layer that was like a blackout layer, completely the sun. So we're going from bright May sunny ass sun to a dark ass fucking house. <laughs> Like and so, like your eyes are tight to adjust. So it's almost like you walked into a ca- like a black cave. Yeah, we get in, eyes are adjusting, but my bedroom door is open, and there's so much light coming in from outside that it lights up the hallway that we can just oh, just go take the hallway and walk down that way. It'll be fine. So Jeremy goes ahead of me, and at that time, Jeremy's already six foot something. He's like six inches to eight inches taller than me at the time. Jesus. So he's leaning away, and this dude fills the hallway. Now, the hallway going to the right where the bedrooms are, it makes a sharp right angle turn. Left side at that corner, there is a door that leads to a, the third bedroom of the house. Okay. You go right, it dead ends, and there's three doors at the at that dead end right next to each other. The door to your left, again, that's my bedroom door, door to the right, guest bathroom, forward door, parents slash master bedroom. So Jeremy rounds the corner, and I'm not too far behind, so I run the corner like, a second behind him he's not there so i think immediately think he's trying to fuck with me or something so i look behind me real quick and i see that the third bedroom door is closed i step forward real quick and I immediately obviously my parents bedroom door is closed and i peek in real quick to the guest bathroom because that door was open he isn't there i peek around real quick and look at my bedroom because the door's open he's not there bedrooms no one's in it i turn around behind me Jeremy rounds the corner and we both look at each other in disbelief and just like, oh, I'm like, what the fuck? And he's like, what the fuck? And to him, he turned the corner and I'm in front of him looking like, what the fuck? 
to me, I see him turn the corner basically twice from both perspectives. Wow, that's that's not weird at all. No, that's like the super weird thing. Like we made jokes about it. We're like, dude, like what if like you went to like some other dishes? Like you're like, dude, like what if I went to like another dimension? And I was there for like I just come back with a beard for no reason, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've been there for years. Well, it's like weird because for neither of us, there's no interruption perspective for him. He's trying to figure out how I got in front of him. I'm trying to figure out how he got behind me. But see, from your story, it sounds like you saw him turn, but then you walked and you didn't see him anymore, and you walked around checking all these doors. But from his perspective, all of a sudden he turns and you're in front of him. So from right. what like, is you're the one that got teleported. Well, the thing is, I remember walking around the corner. I, I remember turning the corner, and I'm there. Like, it was like... I, both of our experiences were non-interrupted. And then it's like, I don't have an explanation. Like, he's too... Like, and again, the hallway is only, like, wide enough for one adult to walk through. Like, without having to turn to let someone else through. And and Jeremy's a big fucking guy. There's no way he's not... He's going to slip by my legs without me noticing. And the bed... And the doors, like, the time they had, like, the, that, that fresh metal doorknob, so it makes a click if you open or close them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was like super weird because, and again, I think that still ranks up high because that doesn't even fit with hauntings. I'm, I don't even call it spooky, even. It's just weird, right? Really fucking weird, you know. And we talk about it every now and then, or about once, you know, once a year or so, we'll just start talking about it and be like, "What the fuck?" Because, like, again, like, and I try to explain it to I talk to other people, and like, I've had people who are who are into more spooky stuff, are like, they can't. They can't figure out how to explain it. It's not like I blinked and I was somewhere else, or he blinked and he was somewhere else. Yeah. We both had an uninterrupted experience, but I saw Jeremy turn the corner twice. Like one of those glitch in the matrix things. That's what I was just about to say. <laughs> and the cat goes by twice, except the cat has its own point of view. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was like, it's the weirdest thing. And again, it didn't fool neither of us that considered the house to be haunted at all or anything really that way in the supernatural. We've had other experiences so i wouldn't say that year but i'd say around that you know your tweens like around 12 to 14 15 times well more like 14 so the, that time frame um i had well i also had a couple of experiences with tom of all people one of which we slept in uh at the time he slept uh, we slept in my room but he was sleeping on the floor and i was sleep on the bed you know, no homo, obviously. That's that's the reason. Um, we were kids. He said he said when he saw me floating above my bed. Another time, like we were trying to mess with like trying to get paper to levitate, that kind of stuff. Yeah. We actually got mildly successful at one point. I was like, Whoa, what the fuck? This paper's floating. But I remember I don't remember why, but we got scared and we just stopped messing with it. I think my mom just said we were playing with demons and we believed her because we were little. But there were one time we had watched the movie In the Mouth of Madness. In the guest bedroom, which was called, became Paul's room, and we were watching it, and the TV was on a like a blue screen because we had watched it on I think DVD, I had bought the DVD or something. It was late at night. We were talking. We were both kind of scared. We we're like, "Oh, would you do this or do that?" Out of nowhere, at the same time, the TV cuts to a loud static, and the house phone starts to ring. This is like three o'clock in the morning. Where it was like, yeah, it was it was late. It was like hella late, and I picked up the phone. And it was these two guys having a conversation. But it sounded like they were in a car. I don't remember the details of which. It just seemed like a really mundane, like, whatever, con- like, 
that kind of situation, like, A, you wouldn't really understand what they're talking about unless you knew them personally. And it was just seemed really mundane, nothing crazy. But it was just like, it was just such a weird fucking thing. And I, I thought maybe, like, oh, maybe my dad called the house, butt dialed the house or something. And said, no, he didn't even take his phone with him that night when he was on ship. And it was just this weird thing. But yeah, that was like the pre, like, something's wrong with this house kind of situation. If it's a landline, that means the line got crossed. Someone was making a phone call to someone else. That's a possibility. Give her a mic. <laughs> she refuses. She just mm-hmm. wants to get out from the corner of the room and then interrupt the podcast where you have to answer, but nobody's going to hear it because my microphone isn't that awesome. <laughs> <laughs> she just really wants to be Robin from Howard Stern. Right? <laughs> but see, the thing is, though, this wasn't the conversation. It wasn't between two people on the phone, it was two people in a car. That was the weird part. Yeah. So I don't know who the yeah. Like I said, I, my personal belief was that it was a a butt dial. Yeah. Okay. Uh, like someone on their f- phone, but like when I the only per like my dad doesn't have the phone number for my house in El Centro isn't listed. So yeah. you would have to personally know somebody in that family to have that phone number to even be able to dial it. And cell phones, again, weren't a huge thing back then. No, no. It was like the only people I knew who had cell phones were like. Cops, <laughs> firefighters, you know, people who like legitimately like you, they need to be reachable 24 7 for the most part. Even then, back back when we were that age, there were still pagers. Mm hmm. Those who don't know what a pager is, <laughs> it's this little brick credit card size thing you just carry on your hip and almost like a cell phone, someone will dial this number and then they'll Using the touchtone keypad system, type out a message. Uh, well, the, the original one, the original one was they would call that number and then that pager would show the number they're calling from. And you would have to remember, oh, is that number important? I need to call that back. <laughs> right. And you had to pay a monthly service for that pager, I recall. You bought it and then you had to pay for a service. Yep. And the pages weren't really cheap either at the time. Oh. A couple hundred bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tom had one. I was like, why? Are you selling drugs? What is this? <laughs> <laughs> sort of like what it felt like. Are you selling drugs? Don't you don't. <laughs> well, that's, thought... a, that's all people we knew that had pagers that weren't cops and doctors and stuff like that. It was like, you'd see it on TV. Drug dealers had pagers. Because <laughs> again, they worked 24 seven. Yeah. They had to be reachable. And people were not doing subscription plans for weed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that was the I would say the pre-spooky stuff. I would say the the defining line from the house running wild to random. I'm sorry, what the fuck moments? Uh, was yeah when I was there was a a moment. I think it was like 17 or 18. When I did this. I think it was 16. Okay. I decided to put the t- the the boot tube on static, and then put the radio on static, and then meditate with my eyes open on the static. Why would you do this? I was curious. I just wanted it. I just was curious. I thought this would because I found that I remember sometimes like I would stare at the static on TV. So I just get bored. I have it muted, you know, and like trying to figure out do I want to watch something? Do I want to play something? Hold on. That's also another thing we're going to have to explain to people who don't know that oh, what right. static is because that doesn't exist on TV anymore, David. Now it's just a blue screen or a, a blank screen. Right. 
So these CRT TVs, these big, thick, monstrous things with incredibly awesome displays. Debatable. I, I've, I'm, I'm, I've got, uh, I got screens side by side. There is, there is a magic to CRT <laughs> that LCD does not have. But back on point, the old TVs basically operated. They received their image and sound through basically like how you got your music on a radio. Uh, the airwaves. And if you were on a non-channel, you were picking up basically whatever ambient waves were out there because it's it's electromagnetic spectrum. So you could potentially even pick up noise from the sun uh, yep. in theory. It was basically like a, a visual translation of what you would call incoherent noise. It's, it, there's just no structure to it. There's no information. So it's a blast of everything. Like when you turn on water in a water faucet and you don't, you don't really hear a note or a tone. You hear, yep. it's like that, but for your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> well, we explain white noise on a TV screen. There you go. <laughs> so it was just like these black and white dots. like blur of a dots. It's, it's just like moving. Yeah. They're not static. They're, they're rapidly changing. You never, you're never going to have like, a majority black or majority white is it's like such a mix that it looks like gray with black and white yeah like little bugs moving all the way yeah like a swarm of flies would be the best way to explain like a fat swarm of flies like in a horror movie over a white background so and then of course i had the radio tuned to static and because i i felt like when i stared into the static screen they would start to like look like it was like a tunnel and it was moving through the tunnel oh so I started to meditate on that, and just like for like 15 minutes, it felt like it was it was like a tunnel moving, changing directions. The only thing I could explain it to was like a static wormhole that like you would see in like that 90s show Sliders. Yeah, because because it had a wormhole sequence, or maybe Stargate. I don't know what modern wormhole references I could use right now, but yeah, it was just no. There's a portal. It's not even a wormhole. They just they just jump through like a tunnel, like yeah, like a wormhole, like you're going somewhere. Um, or that sequence maybe in contact. Anyways, but it was like this tube of static, and it was like shifting to other tubes and stuff. And after about 15, 16 minutes of this, suddenly, like, I don't know, I had this vision of, like, something. I don't know, it, it, this sense of sudden terror. And I just turned everything off. I stopped it. I was like, what the fuck was that? You're like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm stopping now. I, I don't know what I, what that was, but I, I'm, I'm done. And after that, all the spookiness in the house started shifting into high gear. Oh, it was all your fault, David. No, totally my fault. I don't know, but there was spooky stuff beforehand. Don't get me wrong. But if there was, like, an event that I could say, okay, after this, things, like, we went from once every couple of years, something unusual happening to, okay, we can't really, no, everyone's noticing. <laughs> like, everyone is noticing. Mm -hmm.